Welcome to the Modern Yogi Podcast. An exploration of ancient wisdom. Hello, hello everyone. Hello, welcome. We are on episode number 70. We've been to 70, guys. Oh my goodness. Who thought that would be possible? Oh, wow. Not I. (laughs) Let me tell you, not I. I. Nor I. Nor I. (laughs) But we're here. We're we're really ready to rock and roll. (laughs) I'm I'm used to say we're here, we're queer, but uh, but we're Uh here, we're ready to rock and roll. My name is Shama Sunita. (laughs) My name is Pray Darshini. And I'm Shamali. And we are on chapter nine, text number 22. Beautiful. And didn't you say last episode, this was your favorite episode? Oh my God. Yes. This is my favorite episode. Episode number 69. But also now, now that we're on episode. Oh yes. Also what um, we're going to start with is one of my, I know I say this a lot guys, but this is one of my favorite verses. The one that we're going to do right now. Chapter nine, text number 22. I know we'll get, into it, we'll get okay. into it. We'll get into it. We'll get it. I, I wanna, don't want to spoil it. For <laughs> okay, our okay. But okay. I'm super excited. This is gonna. This has been a really interesting chapter. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's great. Krishna's telling us about himself. He's telling us what he is, uh, what he likes. Mm-hmm. Um, what what are some other things, Shamali? I mean, basically, this chapter nine is called the most confidential knowledge. So yeah, he's telling us about himself. He's you know welcome into my world. Who is the mysterious, all elusive, all attractive being that mm. is? Krishna. Mm. So we kind of like have prepared ourselves through the Bhagavad Gita to be able to get to this chapter. You can't just skip ahead to chapter nine. You have to first prepare your consciousness. What are we striving for? What modes do we want to embody? How can we elevate ourselves so that Krishna wants to see us? And then we will be granted access to see Krishna. I love that. Yeah. And and the last episode was really like, I felt like I was in a poetry slam, you know? Oh. It was like Krishna was yeah. saying all these beautiful things and all I wanted to do was just snap my fingers at the, at the end of every yeah. single verse, you know? Yeah. It was, just, it was really beautiful because he's talking about how he he gives heat, he withholds rain, he sends mm. forth rain, he is the mother, he is the daddy, he is the father, <laughs> he is Dear the Lord. eternal granddaddy of the universe. <laughs> and so it's just a lot of beautiful things that Krishna is and yeah. uh, it felt very poetic the last yeah. episode. I mean Krishna even said no that he before we started this he said chapter 7 8 and 9 are like my my most intimate chapters of the Gita and even within that chapter 9 is like how did he word it my my most special best kept secret like the mm. most dear to his heart is mm. chapter 9 because he's giving us access to his heart right and before, the most vulnerable exactly and before yeah. you're granted access to someone's heart you have to kind of deserve it. Mm, yeah. Yep. And so Krishna kind of goes on to talk about also not just who he is and, you know, what what he means to us in different ways, but he also talks about his devotees, mm, right? And mm-hmm. so I think that's kind of what leads us to text 22. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's true. He is talking about his devotees. So he's making it about us yeah. a little bit. It's a, it's he's he's very good about not just making it about himself, but he's creating a connection between him and us, mm, right? I like so that. he's like this is this is something to know about me and then this is how I feel about you mm-hmm. and me. And like right. let me tell you more about people who maybe don't like me so much and then like what happens in mm. this case or that case or so it's just like he's kind of connecting everything to himself and telling us more about himself but also in connection to mm. all aspects of our own lives I love that because like when you're on a let's say a date with someone and they're just talking about themselves okay okay but when they talk about themselves in relation to you and make it then about you you're all of a sudden engaged in a beautiful connection and a beautiful relationship mm-hmm. you know yep. 
And it makes the date less boring, too. Exactly. So Krishna's <laughs> spicing things up in this date that we're sitting with. I love it. Very All good. right. Invocation, ladies. Om Yanati Mirandasya Yananjana Shalakaya Shakshurun Militam Yena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Translation. I was born in the darkest ignorance and my spiritual master opened my eyes with the torch of knowledge. I offer my respectful obeisances onto them. All right. Chapter nine, text number 22, Priya Darshani. But those who always worship me, Krishna, with exclusive devotion, meditating on my transcendental form, to them I carry what they lack and I persevere what they have. Preserve. Oh, let me read that again. Oh, from, the top, from the top. Yeah, from the top. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <clears throat> but those who always worship me with exclusive devotion, meditating on my transcendental form, to them I carry what they lack and I preserve what they have. Mm, beautiful. Oh, I love yeah. this verse. It's nice. So the reason why this is one of my favorite verses, it's because it really shows you, okay, if you really trust Krishna, mm. You trust him with your whole heart, your body, mind, spirit, everything. And like he holds on to those qualities that we are sometimes aching for, right, you know? Right, <laughs> Like those qualities, like, like for instance, I'll give you an example of like me trying to be a comedian, right? Like, like I, I read this verse and I'm like, okay, I know that Krishna's holding on to the next level of me being a better mm. comedian. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And he's always going to preserve the qualities that I have, but he also knows exactly the qualities that I'm striving for. And he also holds on to that and, and he has access to that. And I know he'll give it to me when the time is right. right. That's what I got from it. What I about love you guys? That. Yeah. I think for me, like the way I think about it is like, I, I grew up in a in a home where like love was very prevalent. So mm-hmm. like, but it wasn't just like love towards one another. It's a very Hispanic culture to be very loving. You express it with hugs and kisses and all of that. But even with Krishna, it was like the, the relationship I built was that of like, oh, Krishna's my friend. He's my brother. He's my, like, you know, like mm-hmm. there, there was a loving relationship in that sense. And so I think what is uh, more of a struggle for me is like the, the the rules and consistency right like Mm. it's it's hard to be consistent so i'm hoping so when i read this verse i'm Mm. thinking like well he preserves the love but Mm -hmm. he's hopefully he's helping me in the things that i might lack which is like consistency and Mm -hmm. like dedication Mm -hmm. because that's a struggle but like he doesn't take away the the good yeah i guess that i have so the intention of of being better (laughs) the the love that you already have for him in, in your heart yeah, That's yeah. That's what I'm hoping. Yeah. <laughs> no, totally. I love that because he's going to then pick out the good. And like you said, whatever you feel is lacking, Krishna doesn't look for, he's not, you know, he doesn't have the lenses of a, a fault finding mentality. Mm. He has the lenses of this is the beautiful good and I'm going to fan that fire and make the good bigger to where it it uh, infuses us and, and we can step into our highest self, you know? Yeah. And that makes me think what the examples that both of you gave, that whatever we feel we're lacking or whatever aspects we need to grow into, then he's going to create situations, interactions, mm. and people that are going to help us step into that. And that's why even if the moments are challenging or 
growth is not always easy. So whatever moment arises, if we can have, we've had that, we've talked before about seeing everything as an opportunity to grow Mm -hmm. and how Keisha Maharaj once said that even the most annoying of relationships have been providentially placed into your life so that you can practice at the very least, if nothing else, tolerance and humility. Mm -hmm. So it makes me think what both of you said that Krishna is going to fan that fire and whatever Mm -hmm. we're lacking, he's going to be like, it's okay. You're going to be placed into situations, even if they're difficult, to help you flourish into those parts maybe that need a little bit more um, watering, you know? Yeah, and we, if we often talk about like, what are the qualities that a devotee needs to cultivate? How are we supposed to have an opportunity to cultivate those if sometimes no difficult situations arise in our life? Mm-hmm. Those are opportunities to really practice. Okay, let me, well, let me really apply what I've been talking about, what I've been uh, trying to cultivate, you know? Yeah. So he's definitely going to hold on to the good in all of us and fan the fire of everything else. Yeah. And I think it takes a lot of self-reflection too, right? Because like if we really sit with ourselves and we look at ourselves in the mirror, we all know what qualities that we need to work on, right? Whether it is compassion or less anger or tolerance or mm. humility or more love or more discipline, whatever it is, if we really sit with ourselves mm-hmm. and we're really honest with ourselves, we know exactly what our weaknesses Mm. are, what our strengths are. Right. And to Mm -hmm. know that like Krishna will help like put us in those situations Mm -hmm. in order to help grow those more spiritual qualities is a really beautiful thought. Yeah. So I like that. I really enjoy that. Yeah. I really also really like the way you said Shamali about Mm. how Krishna's mindset is about not about like the things that focusing on what you might lack, but rather on like the potential that Mm. that person has. And I see that a lot in Prabhupada disciples, especially Mm. someone that I feel like an exemplary person for this is Vaishik Maharaj. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he, like, I've experienced it firsthand. <clears throat> Sorry. And if you don't know who that is, uh, he is a, a guru. guru? Yeah. yeah okay. he, he's a guru and he, uh, his like home base is like Northern California. Um, he has amazing, uh, like information out there. Yeah. He has a really good Instagram. He has good books. Like he's fired just, up book distributor. Yeah, he's great. He's amazing. If you've never like listened to like one of his lectures, check it out. He's amazing. But like his mood is very much of seeing the best in people mm. and seeing their potential. Mm-hmm. And and I feel like that's it's so amazing and it's so inspirational to see people like that, mm-hmm. you know. And I feel like the original person hmm. that gave that, mm. you know, was Srila Prabhupada. Right, because totally. he saw a lot of people that were struggling with drugs, that were struggling yeah. with like different types of addiction, and he didn't think, "Oh, they're not worth something." He said, "They have so much potential." Mm. Right? Yep. Yeah, and that's just like it's like amazing when you see Krishna's powers go down through their devotees, mm. and like the, those devotees give us examples of how yeah. you know Krishna mm-hmm. does that. Also, I love that you brought up the example of Prabhupada because it's so so true. And if any of you out there have read books on like chasing rhinos, books on the early days, there's so many examples of him doing exactly what you said, Priya. That uh, you know, it was a group of hippies who had been a lot drug addicts addicted to things that someone else, if they were sitting on a high throne might've been like, ah, rascals, not even worth my time. But Prabhupada (laughs) saw the good. And there's a little story of when, um, Oh, I'm forgetting his name at the moment. Who was it? That was, uh, Gosh, what are we talking about? Out. This is like uh, like picture. <laughs> yeah, I'm so it. bad at names. Yeah. Are we talking about like Shishirates. chasing rhinos? Yeah, who is Chama the one? Prabhu. Yes, thank you. Oh my nice. god, brain fart. Chamasunder Prabhu. Thank you. 
thank you. I'm so bad with names and I, I had it and then I forgot it when the cameras turned on. Anyway, so Shamasundar Prabhu, he was like uh, helping carve the Jagannath Baldev and Lady Subhadra. Just to give context, he was the writer of the book Chasing exactly. Rhinos, exactly. which is about Prabhupada's uh, like life. Right, in yeah. the early days, totally. Yes. And so he was one of the pioneers of like, you know, coming from the hippie days, all sorts of things to like being one of the front men in establishing this whole movement in the West, you know. So he was like helping carve, I think, or, or monitoring the, the installation of Jagannath, Baladev and Lady Subhadra, these deities. And Prabhupada walks in one day and he looks and there's a cigarette lying on top of, I think it was ba uh, Baladev. Uh, I, the facts, you need to read it. But on top of one of the deities he was carving, a cigarette was lying there. And Prabhupada kind of said, what, what's this? And Shamasundar felt so mortified, like, oh my God, Prabhupada, I'm so sorry. And he removes that. And Prabhupada could have reacted in so many different ways. But instead, Prabhupada said... I understand. It's difficult. Mm -hmm. But don't let something like a little cigarette get in the way of you and the Lord. Try Whoa. to try oh, to wow. try to oh. smoke one less every day to the point where you can then go back down to zero. So he could have responded in so many ways, yeah. right? But yeah. he said, don't let something so small like a cigarette stand between you and the Lord. Wow. What wow. a beautiful mentality. So Priya, when you brought up Prabhupada, I thought, Totally. The best example. And the original then is Krishna who yeah. sees the good and then fans that fire. And whatever we lack, Krishna's not thinking they're lacking this. No, he's he's beyond that. He's transcendental in his vision and he's going to just fan the fire of all the good. You know, when you say fan the fire, actually Vaishishikamaraj's like slogan is like fan the spark oh, within you. Yeah. Oh, wow. So that's like, I love that. Connections. We Crazy didn't even cool plan this. This was not scripted yet. We're all like <laughs> riffing off and then just in sync Beautiful. and it's flowing. I love Beautiful. It. I mean, Prabhupada could have responded in so right? many ways. He you seemed like, shocked. Yeah, I didn't know this story, actually. He could have been like, oh, my God, you put a cigarette on the <laughs> statue of the Lord. Like, you know, he could have responded so angrily. Oh, yeah. But and he saw potential. He right? saw potential. He, I mean, he had, I think it takes a lot of self-work. And, and I don't just mean like... I don't mean like therapy, but I mean, yes, but I don't mean right, just that. Right. I think like spiritual connection and like going transcendental to like have that mindset. Because like, think about like like a grandparent who would have seen their grandchild do that. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> but this is the Lord. Yeah. You know, like, I don't this know. Anyone else God. <laughs> would have not reacted that way. Right. Right. Even right. people nowadays. So yeah. that transcendental vision of like seeing the good in people. Mm. It is such a hard thing to do, mm -hmm. you know, because... Like, especially like imagine Prabhupada, he cares so much about Krishna. Mm. Yeah. Like that's, that's a difficult position. And then yeah. he's like, this is, I'm culture, like cultivating a devotee of Krishna. Mm. Yeah. You know? And you know what it makes me think on the flip side, how we respond to things is then knowing that Krishna is divinely orchestrating every moment that comes into our lives. Let's try to respond with our highest self, because whether mm. we feel we deserve this or not, we're going through it for something. And like Keshav Swami says, at the very least, to, to cultivate tolerance and humility. And it made me think of, I'm sure we can all think of situations in our lives that we think, why is this happening to me? Mm -hmm. So we can respond in one of two ways. We can either reject it and whatever, or like we can sit with it. And it made me think of how my dad has said before that there's one of his God brothers that let's say in the past hasn't always treated him like with the best of respect, but he still tries to give this God brother a lot of love because he feels that this God brother needs it. He feels mm -hmm. like 
he really needs some love and a friend and compassion. And my dad said every time he treats his god brother with love, even though he doesn't need to, oftentimes the mentality is like, if this person isn't like being so nice to me or so respectful, whatever, you know, mm -hmm. like you yep. can easily respond like that. But my dad said every time I treat him with love, I just really feel more connected than ever to my own spiritual master because I feel like he would be happy mm -hmm. that I'm doing this. Mm -hmm. So don't we all sometimes feel like we respond in a way that we feel like, Ah, Krishna would be happy right now. You feel almost like an upliftment, a spiritual surcharge, almost like in a video game that you level up, you know, like I could have responded differently, but I feel really like Krishna's happy. And then that feeling becomes more important than any other little thing in the material realm. So whatever ha is happening in my path, I'm going to strive to always hold on to that feeling, no? Yeah. Mm. So that reminds me of something Shama Sangeeta sa has said to me multiple times. Me? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're going to have to say it. So I'm going to just like tell you what it is because I don't remember exactly how it goes. But it was something like, it's like a quote by Prabhupada that says something like, uh, your love to me will be shown. Mm. Oh, so right as, as Prabhupada was leaving this, this world, he said to his devotees, he said, your love for me will be shown by how you cooperate with mm. each other. Mm. Yeah. Oof. I always remember that quote mm. that connected to you because you've told me that before in reference to different things in life. And I'm like, that is a beautiful sentiment. Yeah. So. And to be honest, like we're all like, we're devoted. We're trying to find a relationship with Krishna. There's going right. to be fights and arguments and all that stuff. But if we learn how to cooperate with each mm. other, that would make Prabhupada really mm. happy. And Krishna. Yeah. Yes. And, Krishna. and you can feel when they're happy with yeah. you. You can feel yeah. it. And it's yeah. like, this is the best feeling ever. Yeah. And I think this verse for me summarizes like this notion of like the people that truly love you will always mm. see the potential in you mm. and always push you further. Right. Whether yeah. it's your, for me, it was my mentor who always saw the, the potential in me and pushed right. me every time, even every time I screwed up, she would still see potential and mm. she would still push me towards the right way. Or your parents who see your potential or your guru. Right. or Prabhupada or like, or to the topmost Krishna, right? This verse mm. I think is all about seeing the potential in someone and like knowing they have the ability for these qualities and developing right. spiritual qualities. Right. That's really nice. Like someone like a mentor to you will mm -hmm. always see the good and just always there'll be a rock of like, because isn't there some like, um, I remember studying it back in college, like the way someone perceives you almost is such an influence that you, you almost step into the role that mm -hmm. they perceive you in. Right. So if they're constantly perceiving you at like a high bar, you're going to want to step into that rather than like, ah, they see me like nothing worthless anyway. So why even bother yeah. trying? Yeah. Right. So that's really nice. At the beginning of the, unless you have something else to say, nope. no, at the beginning good. of the purport talks about what are some of the things that we can do to constantly connect to Krishna. They say like one who is unable to live for a moment without Krishna consciousness can't help but think of Krishna 24 hours a day. And do you guys want to, what are listing off some of the things they, they list off there? What does it mean to be connected always to Krishna, to be engaged? Go tip for tip. Yeah. Let's go. All right. Hearing. Hearing. Chanting. Remembering. Offering prayers. Worshiping. Serving the lotus feet of the Lord. Rendering other services. Cultivating friendships. Surrendering fully to the Lord. That's really cool. <laughs> Cultivating friendships is right there. Right? That's totally in line with what you brought up that, uh, Shama, you always say then, how you cooperate with each other. Friendships. That is so important to Krishna because we yeah. are supposed to be servants of the servants mm -hmm. of the servants. So if we treat each other badly, but we're like, Krishna, Krishna, ah, see me, see me. I'm yeah. doing good. No. Yeah. And, and, and just like a, a like Shamali threw 
threw a really, uh, we were all at Shalmay's house last night and she mm. threw a killer party. Okay, oh. It was a great party. And no, we get you to, guys made it. The party. <laughs> we get together as devotees mm-hmm. during this holy month of, mm-hmm. of Karthik, right? Um, and we, we try to offer prayers to the, to the baby version of, of Krishna, Lord Damodar, yeah. right? And the, it's so beautiful when you do it with your friends, you know, like I, I felt like mm. my devotion increased a little mm. bit last night just by doing it with like singing that song mm. just with my buddies you know what I mean oh. in an environment that is just oh, so love. cool and you're with your friends and it's just like it increases your devotion so thanks for throwing that killer party oh They're you're gonna make me up. cry <laughs> <laughs> it's true though so I mean sweet. it was like oh. it's like those moments that that I remember and it and it just brings a little mm. bit more like faith into my heart mm. so yeah oh you know there was a moment that I looked around the table like I was still like doing stuff in the kitchen and I looked over and I saw the, all of your faces sitting around the dinner table and just talking and laughing and I was like this is what Krishna consciousness is all about connection mm. and community and I felt so full in my heart and Priya actually was the one that started this uh, a few years ago right yes. started this like every week for Kartik to let die. a different person yeah you did mm-hmm. let a different person host this at their house mm. so she kind of they took the initiative to launch this I'm still teary eyed anyway so we all <laughs> chose a different week to host Kartik at our house. And these are so powerful, these gatherings, because it's like Krishna consciousness can be fun. And Prabhupada Mm -hmm. says it time and time again in the purport. It's fun. It's accessible for everybody. It doesn't have to be some dreary, like, let me whip myself in the back for not doing what I'm meant to be doing. No, just surround yourself with people who are on the same path and who are striving for the same goals and everything will fall into the place. Yeah. And and if you want to do this with your, if you're listening and you want to do this with your friends next year for Karthik or even, you know, the remaining time that we do have for Karthik, like Priya mm-hmm. just sends out a poll and says, here are the four, four or five Saturdays that are in mm-hmm. the month of Karthik. Mm-hmm. And hey, sign who up for to take it. Who wants yeah. to take it? And then all you do is you gather, you you light some lamps, you offer it to Lord Krishna, you have some food, you have some nice yummy prasadam mm-hmm. together. And that's it. That's it. Mm-hmm. Like every single Saturday night is just, we know what we have to do during that month is we have to yeah. hang out with our friends friends and, and we have to hang out we have to do it <laughs> and we have to glorify our lord <laughs> no it. it definitely makes it sweeter to do yeah. that with. and it cultivates your little like um your support system right because mm. i think everyone needs that everyone needs like a especially in christian consciousness but just in regular in life so doing these spiritual things with each other mm. and playing games too and eating too and like offering you know prayers like mm-hmm. all of it's combined you know Totally. And yeah, connecting it to uh, what you're saying, these little activities that also make it easy. Prabhupada here is saying all of these activities that you guys just did the tit for tit, rattling it out. (laughs) (laughs) He says these activities are all auspicious and full of spiritual potencies that really make it just easy to achieve perfection and self-realization in this life. Ultimately, so that our only desire then will be to achieve the Supreme Personality of Godhead. It just makes the process easier. And then we can approach Krishna without difficulty. And he says, this is called yoga. Because what does yoga mean again? Union with the Lord. Exactly. So nice. Uh, you're I was like, you're a Sanskrit in? scholar, you. I know. She was so prepared for that. I'm very, very impressed. Our producer, who is actually a Sanskrit scholar. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So then by Krishna's mercy, it says, we never come back to the material condition of life. And, you know, the ending talks about one thing that he says, the Lord helps the devotee to achieve Krishna consciousness by yoga. And when he becomes fully Krishna conscious, Krishna basically protects him from falling back down. And that connects to the text when it says, I carry what they lacked and I preserve what they have. And I do want to say one quick thing that's an example of this, actually. When I first read this verse, the first thing that came to mind is, you guys may have heard of Mohini, the 
She was a young teenager who passed away from muscle dystrophy. She passed away around the same time, actually, of my spiritual teacher, Kadamakana Swami, within days. So Radhana Swami, he kind of did the whole, like, uh, I think into the devotee commemoration. I don't know what it was called. He put, like, Kadamakana Maharaj right next to Mohini in... I don't know what place it was uh, where they were kind of putting a whole list of great devotees. And Mo- oh, that's uh, that's Govardhan Eco Village. Yes, they thank have you. a wall, like basically of all the devotees that like made great impact into our community. There we go. And so glad like, you knew. It's a place where you can just like just like appreciate these Vaishnavas for the great uh, things that they did for everyone else. Mm. I don't know. If, I'm not explaining it well no, enough. No, yeah, yeah, but yeah. Exactly. I'm glad. So there's pictures. It's like a big me- wall. memory wall. Right. Yeah, it's okay. really sweet. Right. And I was actually in Vrindavan when Maharaj had just passed away. And the next day I got the message that Mohini passed away. And I just felt like, what? I just couldn't believe it. Young little girl dedicated her whole life and touched millions out there with her surrender. She wrote a beautiful book where she talks about so many experiences of like, having these visions of spiritual beings. But what brought, what connected to this verse is her si- older sister, Audaria, recently uh, she visited me and she was talking about the, the final days that led up to Mohini passing. And she said that something shifted in her. And I said, like, cause we were talking about the concept of purity. So I said, oh, like, do you think like Krishna all of a sudden gave her all the purity that she needed to go to the spiritual world? And she said, no, no, not just the purity, but her mood shifted. She felt as if Krishna made her ready or gave her what she lacked. Whereas before she might've not been ready to leave. She had all these, I want to do this and that. And these all within Krishna consciousness. Yes. She was, she had a lot more dreams and goals and desires, but Audarya could see that really when it got to the, the day of her passing, something shifted and she felt content and her mood shifted. And she said really that Krishna gave her whatever she was lacking and helped her depart. So that to me, when I read this verse, I thought of Mohini and I thought of, yeah, like, even if you don't feel you'll ever be ready to cut the ties with this material world, when it's really the time, Mm. Krishna will give you whatever you lack, you know? Mm. And Mohini didn't have really material desires. To me, she was such a pure soul, but she had all these, like, she was still holding on, you know, she wanted to do things. She wanted to reach people. She wanted to write more books and she had all these things, this drive, but they had practiced many times what it would be like when they're pa- when she's passing away because they knew her life was short. So mm-hmm. Audarya said we had many of these. We had already prepared what we would do when the time came. Mm-hmm. So when Mohini wasn't, she was doing fine. They didn't think she was going to pass away, but she got a little more sick and uh, just a cold or something. And Audarya had said that Mohini told her, I think it's the time. And, and Audari was like, no, no. And Mohini's like, it's okay. Just let's practice then anyway. Let's just wow. do the practice if you think. So she said her thanks. She called the parents in and, uh, and she really felt like something had shifted in Mohini even that morning before their practice run, which ended up being the real thing when she was departing. Imagine because, like she, she, she foresaw it and she knew that maybe they weren't ready for the real, but mm. she's like, let's just practice. Yeah. She's like, never mind that. Let's just do it anyway. Just because <sighs> Audari is like, no, no, it's not going to happen. And Mohini's like, yeah, yeah, it's okay. So she, she, when Audaria started seeing like, oh my God, this is it. She started trying to do everything she could, chanted and whatnot. But she felt like that morning, Mohini could felt like more like content. Like, you know what? I've done enough. It's okay. Mm. I've done what I, what I can do. 
And that's good. So she felt this, yeah, the shift in her mood. And I really thought that was, that stuck with me. And I kept thinking about that for days to come. Like, no, Krishna really does give you whatever you're lacking. So it's not like Mohini was lacking all these good qualities. She had great qualities, but even if it's not a subtle shift in your mood and being ready to really face death, because like we've talked about before, Krishna is death. So we're facing Krishna. We're not mm, facing yeah. death. But maybe Krishna took away her fear of yeah. death, right? Yeah. Or took away her, um, I guess, just like any attachment she had remaining to mm-hmm. continuous, like to, to stay alive and to be with her family. Like he like took that away so gracefully where mm-hmm. he's just like, I'm not afraid. I'm ready to go now. Yeah. Like, and Krishna gave that to her. Yeah. That's really beautiful. Yeah. Wow. All what, right. Question for you two. Yes. What do you just... The thing of Mohini made me think, what do you guys feel Krishna would shift if like the day were to come tomorrow? Ooh, like if what I would need him to do and what I would need him to carry of all of my terrible qualities. No, mm, my God. Let me see. <laughs> no, uh, I'm not thinking like that. No, no, no. Honestly, that's a good question though, because like what would we need care? Uh, what, what would we need Krishna? Oh, I know. What okay. would we need Krishna to, <laughs> to carry for us yeah. in terms of like our happy qualities? No, not even <laughs> happy qualities. What, what a shift in mood or something. I think I would want him to carry the gift of remembrance mm. because I think it's so hard. You know, me and Shami were in this crazy car accident and like remembering Krishna when things are crazy, like mm. a car accident was extremely difficult for me. I don't know about you, but it was like so hard because like you, it was so unexpected and all you hear is metal clanging and then you're, it's just like dust everywhere. And like, Mm -hmm. I couldn't remember Krishna Mm -hmm. and I always kick myself for that. Mm -hmm. So if I could spend my whole life like chanting as much as possible and preparing for that moment of death, I pray Mm -hmm. that Krishna would give me the, the, the gift of remembrance and Mm -hmm. remembering him at that Exact moment of death. Oh my mm. God. Yeah. This is going to be a tear-jerking <laughs> episode, y'all. <laughs> it's oh true, though, because, God. like, that's the only thing I need at the end Look of the day. you, pure devotee, you. I, mm. I actually put, like, one of those quotes in, like, my vision board for next mm. year, 2024. It's like, like, please remember, like, remembering at the time of death, like, that's what you achieve. Like, I put that mm. on my vision board because, like, that's what I'm trying to strive for is, like, remembering Krishna at the time mm. of death. Wow. Beautiful. I put beautiful. a lot of other crappy material things on the vision board, so just I'm not a pure devotee. I just want to she say had to that. break the sincerity at one point. It was too much emotion. It was too, she's tearing I, up over here. I put a lot of like other terrible material no, things, but, no. but I did put that. That's extra. beautiful. I think yeah, that, that can be an intention for everybody. All of us. Yeah, you said That's it perfectly. Beautiful. You wow. summed it up. Remembrance. Wow. Remembrance. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. What are the, are we are we syncing up? Are what we? is going on? <laughs> this is awesome. We're all so oh, emotional. I, I love am. this. We're, We're syncing up, guys. We spend so much time together. I it's time to end the episode. Our periods are syncing. <laughs> oh, I love it. Anything else before we go to oh sorry, Priya, you didn't answer the question. Or did, No, you did a great you, job. You I am not following that. that. <laughs> all right. That was, that can I amazing. riff one thing off of what of you course, said? Remember him at the time of death. I'm someone who who's always been so attached to the people I love, like Uh, my parents and like, so I sometimes think about, oh my God, I'm going to be so attached to letting go of the people I love at the time of death. But what you said about remembrance and then connecting it to Krishna carries what we lack. I think I've described before the moment where like, not right the moment of impact,
impact. Yeah, like you said, debris, glass was flying. It was it was hard to think of anything at the moment other oh, than yeah. what? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, but when I was in the helicopter being taken to the hospital, and I said this before, and I couldn't move my lower half of the body, I was having trouble breathing. And you really think like, is this it? Am I dying? All I know is that I can't breathe and I can't move. My mind, all of a sudden, I just saw it as tendrils that just zoom. Anything that I had been carrying, weights on my shoulders that I'd been carrying the day before, just didn't matter all of a sudden. And I felt this overwhelming peace wash over me and like, okay, I think I could be ready if this were the moment. And I don't tell you that that's my normal mentality thinking of leaving this world. So many other thoughts flood, but that just makes me think, no matter what you think you're not ready in this or that way, Krishna will absolutely carry mm. what you lack. And I love remembrance is mm. the best. We'll all write it on our little mirrors. I love that. It's so important. If we could pray for one thing, we just pray for remember remembrance. Yeah. Can I read this little short story now connected to this text? Yes, sure. About connecting it to Krishna. But it has to be brief, okay? Because I'm not into the next text. It's, it's, it's not. Uh, can we, oh, is it, is it connected to this text for sure? I mean. And not the next one? Because then we could, just, we could just say we did two texts. Okay, let's let's read the next text. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. Text, <laughs> chapter nine, I'll text number. I'll connect it somehow. Yeah, yeah, sounds good. Okay. Chapter nine, text number 23. Okay. Krishna says, those who are devotees of other gods and who worship them with faith actually worship only me, O son of Kunti. But they do so in a wrong way. It could actually be more connected to this text. Nice. Perfect. Wow. I think it worked out. It worked out. Okay. Okay. Beautiful. All right, uh, can so I repeat that one more time? Yes. Yeah, so yeah. One more time. Those who are devotees of other gods and who worship them with faith actually worship only me, Krishna, mm. O son of Kunti. But they do so in a wrong way. So mm. Krishna is basically saying... Yeah, what's he saying? He's like, if you're trying to be my best friend, <laughs> but you're like trying to like go through me through these people, like, yes, I'm going to like like you because I'm going to hear about you and be like, oh, yeah, that's a nice person. But like you're doing it the wrong way because you should just come to me and try to be my best friend mm -hmm. directly. Mm -hmm. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And what you actually think is like when you're trying to worship uh, the other demigods, they're actually me, like in disguise. <laughs> <laughs> oh my so, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> right? That's right? funny. Yeah. And, and I'm actually your I'm best actually friend. there. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Surprise. <laughs> totally. And you know what? Even not just with demigods, even when you say, I'm worshiping God. So many other spiritual traditions just call him God. And, and it's like without any conception of what does God look like? And I think that applies perfectly. It's, it's, it's Krishna. Whether they call it Krishna or not, that's Krishna's personal form that other traditions might not might not know about, you know? Yeah. I'm going to say something. Yes. That you guys just tell it. me to not say further. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I'm into it. it. But I'm just like really, it's interesting because this is the first time. <gasps> oh. Mm. I, never mind. What is the epiphany? That okay, wait. Had? Okay, I'll just so say talk it. us through. Yeah. <clears throat> so basically, Krishna is saying those who are devotees of other gods, mm. and we've never heard. Demigods mm. be referenced as other gods. And I realized that it's because there's a difference between when Krishna says it and when Prabhupada says it. Mm. So when Krishna says it, he says other gods. But when Prabhupada says it, he says demigods so that we can understand the hierarchy of Krishna versus Indra versus that mm -hmm. in that way right yeah. because it's it's true like krishna says they are gods uh, someone might take offense if we use a different word but they are but so krishna is basically saying 
but I'm the highest. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Just, I love that. That was the best. Makes this sense. is an uncandid episode. I think we're laughing because people definitely have gotten offended with us using the term demigod. And we're just repeating <laughs> what Prabhupada says. And you're absolutely right, Priya, yeah. saying just, that Prabhu- we, we, we weren't aware that this was such a controversial topic. <laughs> um, and I didn't mean to make a thing out of it, but I was just, it was very interesting to see Krishna refer it as other gods. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a good point because you know what? Yeah, they all are other gods, but we're trying to strive in the path of bhakti to worship the... The Krishna. The Krishna. The, the, the Supreme Krishna. The, the Supreme, Supreme Krishna. Personality of Godhead. Yes. And Prabhupada just wanted to make it very clear for us. So we, there, we there's no confusion about it. And there's just a direct line. But yeah. you know what's beautiful is like Krishna is literally saying that he is all of those other yeah. gods. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like Goddess Lakshmi or Lord Ganesh like or Lord them? Shiva. No, he is them. Like he is them because he, if he is everything, then he is also other gods too. Mm. Krishna is mm-hmm. literally everything. So he has to be all of like, and and who gives all, like for instance, say you pray to, um, we just had Diwali, right? You pray to goddess Lakshmi for, you know, prosperity and wealth and whatnot, but who gives that? It's Krishna. But boop, 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 this verse is saying <laughs> that, that all of these other gods are actually Krishna. Right. You know? Mm. And yeah, because they say in the purport, it says, uh, for example, when a man pours water on the leaves and the branches of a tree without pouring water on the root, he does so without sufficient knowledge, like not knowing that ultimately everything is connected, like you are saying, why not go directly to the source? So he's saying similarly, the process of rendering service to different parts of the body is to supply food to the stomach. So we just go directly to Krishna. It's like our direct line. So... Yeah, that's basically. Yeah, yeah. Krishna is everything. Then he's all of those guys. I do. I think Krishna is in them, like no, no, he is in he us. Is also uh, that we're oh, having producer, a producer, sir. Producer, sir. Oh, yes. he wants to say something. Lord Sir Abhijit. Well, I just wanted to give him maybe another analogy to mm-hmm. help clarify this idea of the demigods or gods. Mm-hmm. Uh, w- one way I think of it as okay. So the verse is saying that I am them, right? Krishna is those gods, but how? It's not exactly clear. And I think one way to think of it is like. Uh, like a large conglomerate may have sub companies, subsidiaries. So mm. let's say you buy Dove soap; it's actually Unilever mm. soap. So oh. you know the the supreme personality <laughs> is the the company that holds all the other companies. In in essence, you're still buying. You, you think you're buying Dove, but you're buying ultimately Unilever or like you know Nestle or something oh, like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So interesting. So, uh, it's I like, like a that. you know you're, you're you're being served through a subsidiary. And what reminded me of that was what you just said, uh, Shamasangita, about how like, you know, Lakshmi is giving wealth, but the wealth's coming from... Mm. Unilever. Yeah, Unilever, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's coming from... <laughs> yeah. So so in that way, like the, um, the, the source is the same and therefore you're still getting Krishna in mm. the end. But, but it's uh, the wrong way because you're not going direct. Mm. I love that. That's, that's actually a, good, that's a really a good, good way to think about Look it. Look at that. Yeah. Nice. Very nice. Um, I feel like we're getting to the point where it's almost time to wrap up, right? No, what about your story? No, this no, the is story a good will be in the next story. Shama, Shama, I see what you're doing. She wants me to have one minute to tell this story. Nope, saving it for the next one That's where okay. I'm going to connect it to these past two verses because it actually is very spot on with love. And of you these know what? Things. It might even connect to the next it verse. It might connect no. to the next or one. Verse 10, 10 verses from now. Shama <laughs> Sangeeta. Wait, anything else on this purport before we wrap up? All this right, let's episode. see. <clears throat> um, and the last line is Krishna does not approve the unnecessary worship of the demigods. <laughs> <laughs> but 
but no, I think Krishna just wants us to connect him, to connect directly to him. That is such a boss move. Prabhupada's like, as his uh, representative, this is what Krishna does not want. <laughs> That's kind of cool way to think about it. Yeah. Krishna is speaking very clearly. <laughs> yeah. Go directly the to the HR him. of Unilever, where it's like, hey. <laughs> Prabhupada? <laughs> Prabhupada is the HR of Unilever. Okay. Because he has Unilever's best interest at heart. Krishna's yeah. uh, best interest at heart. <laughs> and so he is like, the HR is basically <laughs> saying that I do not approve of unnecessary worship of the Dove. You know what I mean? Like, oh, we, don't need to, we don't need to worship <laughs> oh my God. Dove. <laughs> All right. Yes. That's it. So basically, the next time you go home and use your bar of soap, you will think of all of these deeper things. So you'll Krishna. be staring at your soap like, wow. <laughs> and someone will come and be like, are you okay? No, I've just been listening to modern yoga. <laughs> they ruined soap for me. <laughs> I love it. This is awesome. All right. So I guess we'll see you guys for uh, Tags 24 in the next episode beautiful yeah, this has had laughs tears jokes metaphors it's been such a complete episode it's been good join us next time see you next time bye, bye. hello beautiful souls if you like what you're hearing please follow us on instagram at modern yogi podcast and if you love what you're hearing please make sure to share a link to our podcast at modern yogi podcast with all your friends families and long lost cousins and if you have any questions at all send us a dm on instagram at modern yogi podcast and we'll be sure to get back to you thank you for listening to the, the modern, modern yogi, yogi.